Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody, as promised, coming to you on this Monday as we kick off the first of many SMU position preview podcasts for you guys just before fall camp gets going on August 4th. And on this Monday, we're going to tackle the main competition everybody is going to talk about during fall camp and likely into this season, and that's the quarterback position. Gone is Derek Green from the room. Uh, Really, really good walk-on. In comes Kevin Henry Jennings out of South Oak Cliff in the 2022 signing class. But Preston Stone and Tanner Mordecai are the ones that are going to get the majority of the, the buzz on this one just overall. And we're going to dive into what they did last year, uh, what they did in the spring, thoughts on how they performed in that respect with the new staff here. Um, we spoke with Johnny Brewer, the quarterback's coach at SMU, uh, just earlier this month to kind of get an idea of what they've seen. And then we're going to kind of share what we think will happen uh, as it stands before one snap has happened in fall camp with this quarterback competition. So kind of a mini podcast series that we're going to be doing, you know, 10 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes on each position, uh, how we see them playing out, where things stand. So uh, be sure to keep it locked on the Pony Express podcast really every day as we're going to try to roll these out, keep these on track. um, And we'll also be projecting the positions each day to kind of match these. So as you're listening to this, we'll have rolled out uh, the position preview for this as well. So with that, let's dive right in. Last year, SMU had Preston Stone and Tanner Mordecai on campus. They also had Derek Green. Um, and for Sonny Dykes and his staff, you know, this one kind of played out how we expected it in a way. Preston Stone enrolls early in the spring, gets into the competition, uh, was able to battle there, and Tanner Mordecai comes a- into the into the mix as well. Um, and we saw SMU, you know, really lean towards Tanner Mordecai. We saw the good of what Preston Stone could certainly be. Uh, and in fall camp, Tanner Mordecai really shut the door um, on Preston Stone about halfway through camp from what we saw. And the coaches saw that. And of course, they named Tanner Mordecai the starting quarterback for SMU. He started out the season really, really well. Um, led them, obviously, to uh, six uh, or set, uh, seven straight wins to open the season, including a win over TCU. If you looked at his performances in those games, um, you know, he was at his best when he was distributing the ball and completing passes at a high level. Um, didn't see him really drop down into the 60% completion percentage range until they faced their toughest competition. Uh, TCU was the lowest of his uh, you know, first seven games, 60% completion percentage, three interceptions in that one. There was a lot of good and a, and a lot of head-scratching with Tanner Mordecai and I, and I in those first seven games in a way, and that's why we continue to hear you know, people ask for Preston Stone, which as a blue-chip legacy quarterback, you certainly understand that. Uh, but he, I think, last year gave SMU the best chance to win in the situation that they were put in. And I mean by that is this. SMU had the tools to have a really successful offense, and they did. They had one of the best offenses in the country, but they did not throw the ball deep. I don't know why. I asked multiple people after everything happened with Sonny Dykes, and we've addressed this, why they didn't, and they just flat out did not push the ball down the field. And 
I think at some point they wanted to try to control the clock a little bit more with how badly the defense played. But that's about the only reason you could point to as far as, hey, why are they not sending Jordan Curley, Danny Gray, Reggie Robertson deep and tagging it and taking a shot? If you're SMU, that could have opened things up a little bit better for Tanner Mordecai to have a successful back half of the season. Obviously, rumors ran wild, of course, with Sonny Dykes and his status. But at the end of the day, I mean, you look at Tanner Mordecai and his play dipped against Houston. His play was not very good. And as a team overall, they were not very good against Memphis, especially. Um, and you look at what they were able to do uh, against UCF with a talented defensive front that they were facing. That was one of his best games of the year in that in that lone win out of the last five games. Then they faced Cincinnati. They didn't get off the bus, really. Their, their, their game plan in that one was honestly not very good. Uh, they got away from the run. They were running the ball well. Um, or excuse me, they didn't really get after the run at all. They realized it late in that one that they could have ran the ball a little bit better on Cincinnati, which is kind of funny considering how good Cincinnati's defense was. And then Tulsa, you know, things fell apart there um, as well for them in that last game. So if you went out to practice and saw what they were doing in fall camp, you would have thought, okay, this team is going to throw the ball down the field. They've got these weapons. Uh, they're going to take their shots. And instead they don't. So for what Tanner Mordecai was able to do in his first full season as a starter, considering they didn't do that at all. I think it was impressive. There are moments where he clearly showed that he needed another year uh, to be more comfortable. Uh, he needed a better scheme, quite honestly, last year. Um, and, and just game plan. You know, it, it, it didn't make a lot of sense that they were not going deep with, with the football. And they weren't able to push the ball down the field and open things up in the intermediate passing game as much. And then the, the passing game kind of, you know, fell apart. So I'm interested to see what Tanner Mordecai is going to do in year two. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, but Preston Stone, a, a, as far as what he, um, you know, came in with as far as a freshman, you know, Derek Green got the first snaps um, in the, in the um, you know, backup role uh, coming off the bench. SMU wanted to go ahead and put him in in games that quote-unquote mattered, which, I mean, all three games, Preston Stone came in, were conference games. Um, he fared okay. You know, I, I don't think he really, um, you know, got the chance to do to get into a rhythm or anything. Um, you know, didn't throw a touchdown, didn't throw an interception, uh, but did engineer a touchdown drive against Tulane. Um, and then by the time he got into Tulsa in the last game of the year, that one was so out of hand and, and it was just too late. Um, Central Florida, he got some mob-up duty as well. It, it just overall, it's kind of a weird, weird deal. You know, a lot of people, you know, wonder, well, you got to think that Preston Stone wanted to see more action. And I, I think so. And there were opportunities to do that for him throughout the season. And we could debate that all day long. But I, I think when you look at Tanner Mordecai kind of adjusting into the roles of starter, he needed live reps. But at the same token, and this is where my argument would be, being able to look back and second guess, honestly, is that the offense with what the play calling was and where Tanner Mordecai was, wasn't going to get exponentially better because Tanner Mordecai stayed in the game and got extra live reps, even if they were running the ball, handing it off. And the last half, you know, one thing, it'll be interesting to see how Rhett Lashley handles it. They always said, well, the game's not over, the game's not over, and the analytics will tell them the game's not over. And you see what happened when they, you know, 
beat Louisiana Tech, obviously that that isn't a good example as far as mop-up duty, but you look at SMU coming back against Tulsa um, a couple years back uh, in the overtime game, that one was one where you thought, okay, they were out of it. Um, there's been some examples in the past of where they've been able to hang around and you know, battle back and, and come back and win. And so when you have those examples, th- those examples can also be used against you. So that would be the only thing. They were so analytically driven in that respect versus saying, okay, we've got this game at hand. It's fourth quarter. Let's go ahead and get Preston Stone in there with 10 minutes to go, give him a few drives, and go from there. Or, hey, against Cincinnati, things are not going well. You know, let's get a spark in there. Let's figure it out. And let's just go to Preston Stone. Because at this point, he's gotten some game action. He's at least seen it. What that? I mean, what the hell? Like, just let him go. And so, looking back at the 2021 season, I, I think with everything that happened at the end, I mean, it's tough to sit back and say, are you putting Preston Stone in the right position with a team that, you know, was looking at their head coach leaving or what? I mean, it's just one of those things where you could second guess it all day and talk about it all day, but it happened. Preston Stone is still here at SMU. Obviously, I think a lot of people wanted him to transfer and go elsewhere uh, from an outside perspective. Other colleges were certainly coming after him, and I think Tanner Mordecai probably saw some of that as well with the uh, coaching change that happened. But uh, both stayed, both went through the spring, competed, uh, and got to know this new staff and what they want to see out of these guys. So, um, you know, I think he, I, I think looking at the spring and what they're able to do. I do think both were more confident. I mean, a lot of people were expecting Preston to take this huge next step and just overtake Tanner, never look back. And that just didn't happen. And and so credit to Tanner for being ready to go in the spring. Um, I, I think leaving the spring and, and, you know, if you talk to most people, a lot of people were saying going in, oh, well, you know, you'd kind of expect Preston to overtake Tanner, but Tanner definitely fended him off, um, you know, in terms of the competition. Now you get into summer workouts, both have been, you know, uh, uh, applauded and praised at length by everyone I've talked to as far as what they brought to summer workouts. They're clearly leaders. They even, uh, Johnny Brewer told us, seem to really be helping each other through everything more, which, you know, just from both of their demeanors, they're, they're so competitive, you would kind of get this idea that maybe they don't do that as much. But now they're, they've been together for a minute. They're, they've been in the same room. And even in the spring, you know, working together by themselves, they they understand that helping each other helps this team and whoever wins the battle wins the battle but that's a big difference in in you know being able to talk through things you know with a teammate with a with another quarterback um, and not just do it with your coaches so that was a big change I do think the tempo is going to help I think Rhett Lashley Casey Woods and Johnny Brewer want to take shots down the field uh, you've got the wide receivers to do it. you've got a bunch of different weapons that are now on campus um, and so that was something that really stood out. It seems like both have grasped the playbook very well. You know, this is it's funny. There isn't much change, you know, overall, but you know, this is an offense that is going to ask them to go a lot faster. Um, Preston Stone has spent a little bit of time around it uh, when he was a prospect before Rhett Lashley uh, left for Miami, and now he's running the offense that he was recruited to play in. So you look ahead to fall camp, and here we go, getting into the prediction phase of things. Um, what SMU can you know look at now is say okay, both have college game experience under their belts. You know Tanner Mordecai in his first year as a starter threw for thirty six hundred yards, thirty nine touchdowns, and twelve picks. Now he needs more consistency. Uh, he he also added a little bit of a threat uh, as far as running the football, 
Preston Stone does that as well. Uh, now you you look at into fall camp and say, okay, who can move this team efficiently, take care of the football, and and honestly bring out a little more uh, from these players. I, this is a team that is built to win now. This is not a team going into 2022 that just because they have a new coaching staff is going to say, okay, all right, well, might be a growing year. You know, two out of four power five opponents are on the uh, conference, the, the non-conference schedule. You look at the the last year, um, I think it's the last year, of the uh, AAC with how it is um, with Houston and Cincinnati and, and UCF. Now, this is, the, this is the time to go ahead and make a statement uh, if you're SMU. And they have the players to do it. I, I think they upgraded, without a doubt, defensively in the scheme department. Um, you know, knowing what, what Rhett Lashley and them want to do offensively, I think that'll help them. You need the players to take the next step from an, an emotionally invested and just locked in mentality. I mean, you see how SMU has been the last two meetings against TCU. That needs to carry over into everything. And I don't know why we've seen it honestly kind of hit them in the face sometimes and and them fall apart and not show up at various moments. So that is something that's on the coaching staff, that's on the players. But I do think if this team looks to their quarterback as a leader, which both of them have been praised for being leaders, both of those guys, whoever is taking the snaps especially, has to pull that out of them. And that's where I think they have the most difficult decision because if you go to practice and you watch Preston Stone, he is very invested. He's invested in every throw. If he throws a touchdown, he's amped. He's amped for the guy catching it. He runs down the field. You could just tell that's how he is. Tanner, a little bit more reserved, without a doubt. You get leadership out of him. I mean, talk to anybody. That's how he is. He's a, he's a leader. But Preston Stone has that little bit of a juice to him. Is Rhett Lashley going to put push the chips in on a first-year starter versus a guy who, you know, very much has shown the ability to move this offense at a high level and honestly put them and could have them in position to win a championship versus the kind of gamble of Preston Stone. That's what we're going to find out in fall camp. If you, you know, gun to my head, I, I think Tanner Mordecai is your starting quarterback game one. I, I just don't know how, I, I mean, I know how he would not be able, he would not end up being, you know, the game one starter, you know, Preston Stone can take that next step um, and overtake him in fall camp and he's got the tools to do it. But I, I just think when you have the skins on the wall that Tanner does after last year, he didn't blink at all in spring um, with a new coaching staff, one that obviously recruited Preston, has a very good relationship. He just put his head down and worked, never really wavered in, in terms of his commitment to the program at all, and Preston didn't either. But, you know, when you talk about the prior staff going over to TCU, we all know what, you know, by now what happened with TCU approaching Preston Stone to come over there. If you look at Tanner Mordecai, he just there was never any of that. You know, there are other schools that were, you know, whisper here or there, hey, you know, Tanner Mordecai interested, maybe not. Nope. Okay. They moved on. With Preston Stone, I mean, you heard a little bit of buzz around that. And it doesn't make either guy bad by any means. But Tanner Mordecai, you know, stood in there and never wavered. 
and it's going it's it's the hardest decision that and you could probably predict this for the next however many years Rhett Lashley's here this is going to be the hardest decision Rhett Lashley makes and it's one that could take your program to the next level any way you slice it you know Tanner Mordecai could be that guy Preston Stone could be that guy it could be a learning year with Preston Stone Tanner Mordecai might not elevate and take his game to the next level and you're stuck there at the end of the year in the same position because of whatever decision you made. Now, will the leash be different this year? I think so. You know, will it be will the leash be tighter on Preston Stone? I don't know if he gets to start. Or will the leash be tighter on Tanner Mordecai if he gets to start knowing that Preston Stone, you don't have to worry about redshirting him. It, it, I do not know how it's going to play out. It's going to be crazy. But I do think Tanner Mordecai is your game one starter. It's a very safe pick. Um, I, I thought going in the spring, Preston Stone would overtake him, start getting that momentum trending that way. Um, but, you know, I do think Tanner Mordecai is going to be your game one starter. We are going to be here to cover it all for you guys as fall camp starts August 4th. That's where I'll leave you guys on this first podcast previewing each SMU position group. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to jump over the defensive side of the ball. We're going to talk about the defensive line. So be sure to check out that podcast. Um, on Tuesday, we'll be rapid firing these out for you guys. So hope you guys enjoy them. We will have you guys all covered. Um, and quick note, Wednesday morning, bright and early, we'll be out for SMU's Break the Rock uh, workout, which is kind of a final team run, max out, and then they break the rock, which is a part of uh, Sean Griswold's uh, program for strength and conditioning. Uh, the next step is now fall camp, and we're Fast approaching that. So be sure to check out on theponyexpress.com for the full preview of the quarterback position and this podcast. Um, appreciate all you guys subscribing. It's going to be a fun run. We're about to hit football season. It's going to be a blast. And also, there's some recruiting notes coming as well on the site. So be sure to check those out. Thanks for, the, thanks for listening to this edition, and we will catch you guys next time.